welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, good morning. It's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call or the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. If you're checking us out on the replay, I hope you're all doing great. You know, it is... um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. (laughs) I'm not a big Christmas person, but I've got to say there's something rather fabulous. For those of you who aren't uh, in Australia, there's something rather fabulous about Christmas in Australia because it actually just means like the peak of summer. And uh, it's got a nice feel to it. There's a nice buzz in the air, whether you're a Christmas person or not. I had the very good fortune last night of catching up with a You know, an old friend. You know those friends that you've had for years that you see so infrequently, but every time you do catch up, it's like you've been hanging out every day. There's no gap. Beautiful friend of mine that uh, back in my days of being a permaculturalist, we used to do all sorts of wacky things, scrounging around the city to glean our lifestyles and (laughs) make gardens out of junk. And um, she, she lives in Barcelona and just happens to be random in my tiny town, uh, as you do, uh, co-writing an academic book about urban city gardening. Fantastic. And um, and so we went out for dinner last night, and, you know, she's been living in Europe for a long time now, and she's far more global than me. And, um, and I was driving her back to where she was staying after we'd had a meal, and um, I took a wrong turn and just happened down the street in my town that is that street where everyone in the street has decided to go absolutely freaking bonko nuts with Christmas lights. And, um, you know, you've got to imagine it, folks in Australia, you can imagine I live in a heritage town. So, you know, all of the houses were built during the gold rush. They've all got those big lacy verandas. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, 9.30 at night and, and the dusk, it's just dusk and there's sort of kangaroos everywhere. And the whole place is just crazy with, freaking disco city Christmas and it was just so so nice so for everyone else who's in Australia particularly those people who've got kids you know it's sort of coming to the end of the school year there's all of the school concerts I know a bunch of you are finishing up your classes for the year a few of my clients during recessions this week have been saying I've just taught my last class for the year so there is a somewhat of a celebratory feel in the air and it's just wonderful there's a cockatoo celebrating in my garden right now. I apologize. Six o'clock in the morning, you get a lot of birds on the podcast, folks. What can I say? It is it is a really beautiful celebratory time. And so today I want to celebrate in an end of New Year fashion the most beautiful opportunity to consider putting up your prices. Now, I know this can be a controversial topic. Uh, and um, and I want to come at it with love and compassion. If the idea of raising your rates uh, makes you feel nauseous, makes you get the shakes, makes you get weepy, I'm not joking here. All of these things happen to fabulous people that I'm working with right now. So, um, so uh, look, I, I, we're going to have a conversation about putting up your prices for 2019. Uh, I believe that you can do it in a really beautiful and loving way. I believe that if you feel uh, triggered by the idea of putting up your prices, I'm so glad that you're here because um, 
I'm hoping that the message that I have for you today can be healing and transformative rather than off-putting and upsetting. Uh, and I'm going to jump into all of those details momentarily. Susan's here in San Francisco. Susan, getting it out there, taking people on hikes, teaching them yoga, doing great things. Hey, Susan, so glad you're here. Before I jump into the topic at hand, I don't know if you've noticed yet because we haven't really announced it officially, but I am going on tour early 2019. So I want to come meet you in person. If we haven't had a real life hug yet, guess what? They're so much better than the emoji hug. I know it's hard to imagine because emojis are great, right? And they convey so much. But a real hug in person is even better than like heart, heart, emoji hug. Seriously. We're still confirming some of the dates, but I am delighted to announce that I am going to be in Perth for the first time. Abundant Yoga Teacher Immersion coming to Perth. About time I got over to the other side of my own country. <laughs> been to London a bunch of times, haven't been to Perth. It's happening. The 2nd of February, I'm coming to Perth. Earth Point Energy Center. Can't wait to come hang out with all of you. Westerners. Yeah, I just had to do the never eat soggy wheat bix in my mind. But yes, <laughs> WA, I'm coming. I can't wait to meet a bunch of you over there in Perth. I'm going to be in Sydney, back in Marrickville at Earth and Sky Yoga, back in Cassandra's beautiful Anusara studio. Cannot wait. Such a transformative space for me where Amy cracked her first ever handstand at the wall. Cassandra, who got me even more deeply into the Anusara way of being such a beautiful teacher. Her space is divine. Can't wait to be back there on the 7th of February. And then I'm going to be in Canberra at Flourish Yoga. First time in Canberra for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Immersion. To all you Canberra people, Pam, want to see you there? Can't wait. Amanda, hopefully we can see you there. February 10th. So if you, and we've got more dates coming. I'm coming to Adelaide and Melbourne and Brisbane and Byron Bay. Uh, still just fleshing out those details, but keep an eye out, folks. I'd love to meet you in person. All of the dates and the details, you can get them right now on my Facebook page, so go check those out. Uh, and we're doing really cool tickets this time. I think all tickets are $97 for a full day of yoga, business, training, coaching, mentoring, support, fun, stupid dad jokes, all of that, $97. Bucks. Uh, plus, you get to bring a friend for free. How cool is that? We've never done that before, so I'm really excited to see how that goes. Come hang out with me on my national tour in February. Check out all of the information on my Facebook page. We'll be talking more about that, sharing more information with you uh, over the coming weeks. But tickets for Perth, Sydney, and Canberra are now on sale, $97 plus. You can bring a friend for free. So if your friend is maybe a massage therapist or a personal trainer or a Pilates teacher, um, they're very welcome. Uh, bring them along uh, as a guest. Do them a favor. Let them, if you've got a friend who's got a business in the healing arts who might need a little bit of sugar about treating herself well, making some good money and feeling good about it, feeling confident to, to make put herself out there, uh, bring her along. She needs to be in the room with us. Check it out at my uh, on my website. Love to see you all there in person. All right, so now let's jump into, Susan, it's a bit far for you to come. You are very welcome. In fact, Susan, I'm fully prepared to waive the tuition fee for you, but I understand that a 13-hour flight, <laughs> big commitment. <laughs> I'll have to just, I think I'll have to come to you, Susan. 
I'm okay with that. I like your town very much. Right, so let's talk about the topic at hand, which is about new year, new rates. Let me tell you a little story to get us started. I had the very good fortune of doing an intensive yesterday with a yoga teacher from the UK who will remain in that anonymous um, because, you know, she's on a journey and all of those good things. And um, anyway, so she's been teaching yoga for 18 years and she has been doing it full time for 10. She has an amazing background. She studied with the great, she studied lineages that have been around for a long time. Um, and she, and she, and she has, uh, you know, she has classes of up to 20 when she does teach. Uh, she teaches nine classes a week and a whole bunch of other things, corporates, and she does an Ayurvedic massage and a whole bunch of other things. And I was talking to her about her, her pricing and, and essentially she, she's got two kids at home as well as running her yoga business and, you know, she, she cannot fit any more into her schedule. It just doesn't make sense. She's at her limit as far as the delivery that she can do. And we were talking about her options for streamlining her business. Essentially, she booked in for a, an intensive with me because she wanted to get more organized. She felt like she was constantly chasing her tail and she was feeling, she wouldn't say burnt out, but you could, I could tell that she was on the precipice and she, and she couldn't afford it. You know, being a yoga teacher, she's the breadwinner. That's her gig. And she literally couldn't afford it emotionally, energetically, mentally, spiritually, financially. She could not afford to get herself into overwhelm, so something had to give. And generally in these situations, we know that nothing more can be added into the mix. So if you're already feeling full as far as delivery goes, you're probably in this space. Nothing more can be added into the mix. So she has three options. One, she can look at substituting commitments that she has maybe one corporate that she was teaching wasn't as lucrative as another one could be could she teach for someone else that would pay better than what she was teaching she could look at adding people to the existing container so there was a class that she ran every week the room could fit 20 she only got eight was their capacity to do some great marketing to fill that class up and the third way that she could she could look at increasing her revenue without adding more things to her list of tasks her, her deliverables to raise her rates. So we took a look at the rates and her classes, if you signed up for a 10 class pass with her, it was seven pounds. And that's about 12 something Australian dollars. So Susan's even less for you in US. And now think about it, folks. This is a woman who has been teaching, like I said, for 18 years. She is um, one of the tutors for her national body of yoga teachers. And you don't get to that position unless you are really good. Um, she can throw open a workshop and have it full within days because people just want to be with her. She's got that, you know, she's at that sort of caliber and she's charging seven pounds a class or 10 pounds drop in. And when I said to her, look, you know, it's time, it's time for you to raise your rates. She was physically, emotionally distressed, significantly distressed with the idea of putting up her prices because it triggered in her that response of, what does it mean to be someone who sells spirituality? What does it mean to be someone who has something so pure and potent from lineages that, to be perfectly frank, don't have great wealth consciousness, um, to actually ask more of her students? And so we explored this for a while. And she was she told me earlier in the intensive that uh, every week she took herself off into London to take a class 
that she loved and that she found incredibly therapeutic and that set her up for a day of productivity and inspired, motivated um, action, and that she paid £15 to go to that class. And yet for her, charging any more than seven felt terrifying, it felt wrong, it felt that she was somehow being a bad yogi. Um, and so, we, you know, we coached on this for a while and we, and we came up with a price the new prices for 2019, but it just really brought home to me how important it is for us to have these conversations every now and then about raising rates, because you the this is this is this is it hard and fast Amy style folks. The reality is, if you are listening to this podcast, you run a yoga business. You're not running a yoga charity. You're not. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or if you're joining me live right now, chances are you're not some sadhu in a cave choosing a very few people to mentor on the path of yoga in exchange for like a bowl of rice. Now, there is a place for that. There are people who do that. And if they didn't, we wouldn't be here, right? Regardless of which lineage you come from, if you traced it back far enough, there's probably a man in a cave who taught people yoga in exchange for food. That's important. But if you buy your pants at Lululemon or you have a subscription to Yoga Glow or you go to a Wonderlust or OM Festival, you're not that guy. <laughs> you're a householder. You're a worldly person. You are a lay person living in the world. And yoga shows us that, in fact, part of your path is to make bank. And the way that you've chosen to do it is so beautiful. You have chosen to do it with right livelihood. You have chosen to take a dharmic way, vocation, a dharmic vocation, a way of being in service to humanity as you pursue your own dharma, which involves making money to support your family, put some in the bank, make some savings, buy some property, is what you know go read the karma sutra you want to know what a big part of that is about yes a big part of that is about that part but the part before the pictures folks in the karma sutra talks about how you have a responsibility to make money and support people with it right and it's beautiful that you've decided that your way of making money is teaching yoga you could be fracking you know there's all sorts of things you could be doing to make money that ain't nice for the planet, but you've chosen a beautiful one. And yeah, it gets to be your spiritual path as well as your profession. You've invested time and money and energy and blood, sweat and tears, if your YTT was anything like mine, to get to this point. You're a householder, you live in the world, and you are exchanging prana for prana. When you show up and teach, you have done your training. You have done your own practice. You've thought about and probably planned your class and you show up in that room that you have rented with the props that you have hired or purchased to share yoga with people who need it. You're showing up with that amount of prana to exchange and your students are looking to exchange that amount of prana with you and that for them comes in the form of following your teaching, being present in their bodies, doing what you tell them, and giving you some money, preferably before the class starts through an electronic payment, but that's another podcast. So please know that if you feel triggered with the idea of putting up your rates, welcome to a beautiful journey. 
many people have gone before you. Many people in this community, me included, have gone before you. I know what it's like. You know my story. Gold coin donation. How much food can you eat? I don't know about you, but I live in a small town that has a very she-she supermarket. And as a vegan in a small town with a she-she supermarket, it costs a lot to feed this human. And I don't eat, you know, it's not fancy, but you gotta, you know, it costs, it costs money to get food into me. And, and I've chosen to generate that money to feed myself and my fur family by, by yoga. And they have a pranic exchange. And I know, after doing my work, that a gold coin donation for teaching a yoga class, a gold coin folks in Australia, that means one or two dollars. That's what I'm talking about. And then I, you know, then I got fancy and went to five dollars. But that ain't enough to support me. I can't afford to be me, actually, on $5 a class. So much of who we are, this is controversial, but it's quarter past six on a Thursday morning and towards the end of the year, so I'm going there. So much of who we are is governed by the availability of money in our lives. Think about that. Think about that. When I went out for dinner with my friend last night, I chose the thing on the menu that I wanted to eat. And then after that, we went out for a drink. And I chose the glass of wine that I wanted to drink. And that's not how my life has been always. Ten years ago, I would have looked at the menu and I wouldn't have looked at the left-hand side of the menu. I would have looked at the right-hand side of the menu and looked at the numbers before the items. I would have picked the thing from the menu that probably was the most affordable and then checked to make sure that it was edible, and then ordered that. All right? That's just an example of how we define who we are by the money that we have available to us. Think about all of the things that you want to do that are on your dream list. If you were really being you, that would involve following your desires. Karma, you don't have desires for no reason. Those those. Seeds of desire are put in you as indicators of what's next on your dharmic path. And if you are so limited by money that you can't pursue them, you're blocking what you're meant to do. And I say that confidently because, you know, the people who join my podcast, they're not looking to go, I don't know, hire 12 hookers and do lines of cocaine off their stomachs. Like you actually, if you have a desire in you, it's probably a dharmic one. It probably looks like something like, I'd like to take my family on a vacation. I'd like to get my roof repaired. I'd like to do Jason Crandall's online anatomy teaching. I'd like to give a bunch of money to this charity that when I think about it, makes me cry every goddamn time. That's probably what you'd like to spend your money on. Not like, you know, whatever else people with you're not going to go become the wolf of Wall Street because buy yourself a Lambo because you've got all of this cash, you know, and do blow on someone's stomach. That's not what happens generally. Like if you're that yogi, have at it. I, I don't have a judgment on that. If having a Lamborghini is your ultimate you know, dream, okay. You know, Osho had a shit ton of Rolls Royces. I don't have a judgment on it necessarily, but my point is to say that good people. When good people have tons of money, great things happen. If you are here, chances are you're a great person. If you're here, you've been through at least a 200-hour yoga teacher training, and God knows that those trainings build, break you down and build you back up again. You probably have a fairly high level of self-reflective practice, fadyaya, 
compared to most other people in the world. And again, I'm not making a judgment here. I'm just saying that you've probably done a fair bit of work on yourself. And that means that it's safe, it's safe for the universe to give you a ton of cash because you're going to do really good things with it. Money isn't inherently good or bad. It's what people do with it. Shitty people do shitty things with money. Great people do amazing things with money. Imagine if I suddenly turned up at your house, Oprah style, and went, here's a check, here's a monster check for a million bucks. Like, what are you going to do with it? Seriously. I mean, I don't even, what, what, what a bad, give me some examples, folks, if you're here live with me on the chat. What's a shitty, shitty thing that you could do with a thousand, with a million bucks? I don't know. Rig an election? I don't know. What could you do? What would be bad? Bulldoze some rainforest and put up a high rise? I don't know. But if I turned out with a monster check for a million dollars, what would you do with it? You'd give some to everyone in your family. You'd probably buy yourself a new, you know, actually go to Lululemon or whatever, 20 penny, buy yourself some stuff without looking at the tags and still maybe feel a little bit bad about it at the end. You'd probably sign up for another teacher training even though you don't need one, I love you. You'd buy all the books that you want and then you'd probably make a big fat donation to at least one charity that you believed in. Don't you think? Isn't that what would happen? So it's a safe bet. You are, you are a pure vessel for cash. You're going to do great things with it. And you know what? And you deserve it. And imagine, imagine how much more you, you would be with just a little bit more prana in the system, in the form of wealth, in the form of prosperity, in the form of money. Imagine how much more you, you would be. What are you depriving yourself of that you have been depriving yourself of for so long you don't even know you do it? Think about that. The the amount of people who would love to be on my retreat, but they don't sign up because they don't have the money. That breaks my heart. Breaks my heart because it's something that they really long for and they can't do it because they haven't got themselves into a financial frequency that allows them to say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's actually, it would be more me to be on that retreat than to not be on that retreat. But they are limited, they are constrained because of the amount of prana flowing in their lives. I know this is a, this is a lot, right? This money conversation is a lot. And if you're listening to me thinking, how dare you be so money hungry? Yoga is about spirituality. I get it. You don't have to agree with me right now. I really hope for you, and I don't want this to sound condescending. I really hope for you that that maybe, you know, your attitude may shift over time because just from someone who's been on that journey, it's really nice on the other side. It really is nice on the other side. But if that's not your way, that's okay too. I get it. I'm not looking to offend anybody. If you're at the beginning of this journey, perhaps this might be a seed. Maybe I might be that stand in the shoe that hopefully I can piss you off enough that something might shift and change because it really is beautiful on the other side. You know, yoga is so incredibly powerful, so incredibly powerful. You know that. That's why you're here because you know how powerful yoga is and you're looking for ways to share it more. That's a beautiful thing. And don't you think that even if you're doing your own work on feeling abundant and feeling worthy of prosperity, don't you think that yoga is worth it? I mean, I know for me, if I can drop 20 bucks, walk up to a studio and I'm feeling funky, drop 20 bucks 
and leave that room feeling like, oh, yes, I'm back to me. I'm back to center. All of that stuff I was stressing about is actually not that bad. And ultimately, it's all going to be okay. Like, like that shift in consciousness, you're trying to tell me that's not worth a 20? Come on. Of course it is. That's incredible. That's just changed my life in that moment. You know, that's Shakti Patna heartbeat. I'm not going, oh, my God, it's all terrible. I can't pay my bills. I, I'm never going to get a partner. I, 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 all I can think about is how much I need to mow my lawn and wash my dishes. And I leave thinking, huh, I feel good. I've got a healthy body. I'm going to have a nice weekend. I'm going to give myself the afternoon off. That's Shakti Patna heartbeat, folks. And it's not worth 20 bucks. Of course it is. So that's my pep talk about money. <laughs> As you can probably tell, I could go on for days. I'm not going to, but I want to make the point that yoga is a, is, is a, you teaching yoga is a prana exchange. And if you're undercharging, you're undervaluing yoga. Your students are undervaluing you and yoga. And the chances are, if you're great, like this yoga teacher I had the good fortune to have an intensive with yesterday, if you are un, radically undercharging, the chances are your students actually feel uncomfortable about that. Right? If you are being authentic in your business, if you are showing up and promoting yourself simply as you, you will be magnetizing in students who love you for being you, who are so grateful that you're there, who are grateful and, and thankful that they get to come to your classes. And those people, if you are undercharging, they probably feel a bit uncomfortable about it. No one, none of your favorite students leave class going, God damn it, I'm so glad but she undercharged because I get that great yoga for only seven pounds. Lucky me. They're probably leaving, feeling great, loving all over you and thinking, you know, I feel a bit uncomfortable that I'm only paying seven pounds for that because I feel like it's worth more. Think about something that you do in your life where, where the price just is a bit too low. I, I was in Byron Bay uh, a month or so ago, and um, actually it was a bit longer than that because I, I met up with Sam Seegers. Hey, Sam. We had lunch, and uh, we went to this vegan restaurant, and the women who ran it were gorgeous, and they talked me through the menu, and they were really enthusiastic about the special, and they really talked me into it because they loved it so much. Then we talked about all the drinks, and I had so much fun with the owner and the waitress there uh, just talking about the food, and they brought the food out, and the food was incredible, and we stayed for ages and we talked with them and Sam and I had, you know, and her friend. And we, we had such a lovely time. And it came time to pay the bill. And the woman said to me, oh, that will be $19. And I'd had, like, food and drinks and just a beautiful experience for hours. She said, that'll be $19. And I just felt awful. I thought, and I, I think I even said to her, are you sure? Like, really? Because I had, I, I would have felt if I'd just paid that woman $19, it didn't feel like a fair prana exchange. I'd had the most beautiful time. And I'm not P. Diddy by, I'm not like, hey, baby, and, and tucking, you know, 20s into people's G-strings. Like, ah, hey, Catherine. I don't have, like, I'm not splashing the cash, but it felt icky to me that I was going to ha exchange on that level. My experience was not worth $19. It was worth more than that. And so we then we joked and we left tips and all the rest of it. And I left feeling like good, good balanced. But you know, if you're undercharging, you don't you chances are your students are leaving feeling like that. 
they're not, and if anyone's walking away from you giving them a, a 90 minute Ayurvedic massage going, dang, that was a freaking bargain. I don't think they're the right people that you want to be working with. You want people leaving going, I feel great. I feel really great about all of that. I feel really great about the exchange and what I invested and what I received and it all feels really full and good. So again, we've talked so far today about money and the work that needs doing if you haven't done it yet to overcome limiting beliefs about wealth consciousness. It gets to be a journey and I'm here to help you with it because I've been there. I'm in recovery and I totally get it. I have nothing but an open heart for you. But it might be time if you haven't started that journey, maybe it's time to start considering it. And then we've talked about how prana deserves to be well compensated. How lucky are we that we're standing on the shoulders of giants? You know, a couple of thousand years, depending on, you know, your mindset, longer if you're in a shtangi, tree, potato juice. We're standing on the shoulders of giants, a lineage that deserves to be recognized and respected in a pranic exchange that looks like charging its worth. And now we've just talked about not making your students uncomfortable because you have a self-worth situation that means you're undercharging or some kind of mixed up belief that's sort of straddling this thing about, well, yoga is spiritual and it should be free, which is true if you are a monastic. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not. <laughs> you're probably a lay person. You probably have, you know, like car registration and health insurance and school fees and you probably like to wear clothes, right? More than just ash. If you if you are getting around in dreadlocks and ash, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. But for the people I can tell that are on this call, if you were getting around in dreadlocks and ash, people would lock you up. I don't know, maybe you're on your farm, it's okay, Catherine, certain times of the year. But Susan, if you were getting around in dreadlocks and ash, people would lock you up. You know it. <laughs> you're a lay person and your yoga gets to be well compensated. So let's talk about it. How do you do it? It's time. If we can agree that yoga deserves to be paid for, if we can agree that your students are looking for a fair energetic exchange, if we can agree that you've done the work and you run a business, then let's get to this point. It's coming to the end of a calendar year. It's a beautiful time to put the prices up in January. If you are charging your equivalent of seven pounds a class, honey, it is time. It is time. It is time to get you out of a prana funk. It is time to get you into alignment with what you're actually worth. It is time to allow your students to receive and exchange energy with you at a level that feels good for them. And it is time for you to have a business that actually shows how powerful yoga is by what you charge for it. Don't send me, actually on this one, if you want to send me hate mail about it, bring it. I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm resilient on this topic, as you can probably tell. Right, I'm on the soapbox for sure this morning. So how do you do it? How do you do it without freaking your students out? How do you do it without looking like a money-hungry, money-grabbing, spiritually vacuous yogi? <laughs> I always, um, when I say things like that, I always think of, this is terrible. I don't want to get sued. But I always think of one particular photograph of a particular famous yoga teacher who does happen to wear a headset, a sweatband, and leopard skin underpants to teach yoga. You know who I mean. And I would even argue that Sri Sri entrepreneurialism in that situation. But that's another podcast. Here's how you do it. You've got to own it first. You've got to own it. You've got to own the fact that you're worth it. And not in a makeup commercial sort of sense, but in a genuine from my heart, 
I know that this is actually true for me. Even though it might feel uncomfortable, God damn it, this is my truth. I can feel it deep in my belly. I'm, I'm uncomfortable to talk about it, but I know. Like I know, like I know. Body wisdom, no. This is actually what my yoga is worth. Do that work. Get yourself to that point. And then share it with love. You know, I always talk about the three steps of talking about your offerings with people. First step is to share it with absolute certainty and love. Like, it's, like you know, you know it's amazing because you've created it to be that way. Not because you're arrogant, not because you think you're better than all the other yoga teachers in your town, simply because you have crafted something with so much love. You know, your, your Catherine's kids yoga stuff or Susan's hiking and yoga stuff, you have crafted that with so much love because you truly believe how beautiful it is and you've done the work to make it that way. That's your first step. You've got to love, love, love what it is that you're offering. And if you don't feel that way about what you're offering, it'll never feel good to charge for it because it's not in alignment with who you are. But once you've got your offering to that point, that's your first step. Step number two, get out there and talk about it, presuming that, of course, everybody is going to say yes. You hear me talk about my stuff. I'm like, whoop, whoop, check out what I'm doing. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to see you all there. That's not arrogance. It's simply because I've made something that I genuinely believe is going to be in service to people. And, of course, I want you all to come. Why wouldn't I? If I've made something that I think is going to help you, I want you to be there. And then the third step is to not take it personally when people say no thanks. That's okay. You know? Here we go, dating analogy. That would, you know, it's like when someone says, you know what, you know, I don't want to have another date with you. Okay. Like you don't be that weirdo girlfriend, pre-girlfriend, like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I wasn't, I shouldn't have worn the blue shoes. I should have worn the pink ones. You know, I should have eaten the whatever he ordered when he offered it to me. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> You're vegan. You don't want octopus. That didn't actually happen. I made that up. But mate. <laughs> My point is, don't, don't take it personally if you're not the right fit for someone yoga-wise. That's okay. There's more yoga teachers in the, te in, the, in the sea. There's more yoga students in the sea. So here's my step again. Feel great about what you're doing. If you don't feel great, don't offer it. That's your job. Figure it out. What is from your heart the thing that you're meant to do to be in service, to be the conduit for yoga? Once you've got that, tell everybody about it because it's amazing. You've done the work to make it amazing. If you feel meh about it, you're going to feel meh about telling people about it. You've got to fall in love with your shit. You've got to fall in love. You've got to be infatuated with your yoga offering. Once you get to that point, you are going to tell everybody about it because you believe it is amazing. That's your job. Figure out what you can be infatuated about, and then it is effortless to rave about it. Cockatoos. Then... If someone says, no, thanks, or someone wants to say, oh, you're so expensive, or someone wants to say, well, I can get that for free included in my gym membership. Why would I come to your classes? That's their journey. They're just not that into you. It's okay. Keep talking about it. Go find the people who will be. Yeah? These are the three steps. So let's get down to the nuts and bolts. If I have convinced you, and give me a shout out in the Q&A if you're here with me live, if I may have convinced you that it may be time to put up your prices. If I have convinced you that it's time to put up your prices, how do you actually tell people? 
oh my god okay all right I know that I can go to eight pounds fifty but oh my god how on earth am I going to tell people how am I going to come out to everybody that I'm starting to actually believe in myself and charge accordingly <laughs> I'm teasing you all a little bit because I love you and I've been there I told you right gold coin donation for a yoga class can you imagine would you please pay two dollars to please come to my yoga that was me not that long ago, like 10 years ago, not that long. You know, if you think about yugas, it was just a heartbeat ago that I was begging people for, please, sir, can I have some more? Can you put some some loose change into my jar? Like that was actually me, loose change in the jar. I get it. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Here's how you tell your people that you're putting up your rates. It looks like this at the end of class. Hey, folks, I have loved teaching you all year. Thank you so much for coming. I am delighted that we'll be doing more yoga in 2019. I've got some great things in store and I can't wait to share that with you. Just want to let you know there is going to be some changes to the pricing in 2019. I run a business and part of running a business is every now and then putting up the prices. So when you go to book in next year, you'll see that the prices are slightly higher. I reckon they're worth it. I'm going to show up and teach you great classes and I can't wait to see you back on the mat. Have a great Christmas. See you next year. That's it. That's it. Remember what I was saying about falling in love with what you're offering and then not being attached to people's response? Their behavior, their thoughts, their attitudes are coming through so many layers of their stuff, right? Like if karma is neural pathways, you, there is so much conditioning. There is so much karma that they're coming to every time you see them, that they're working through every time you're with them. How they react to you saying that you've put the prices up by a pound fifty, you can't it's not about you, it's got nothing to do with you. It's all of their stuff, it's their pranic plaque, right? It's not your job to engage with their response to your declaration that you are taking yourself seriously as a yoga business owner and bumping the rates. It's not your job. You can't take that personally. But you come at it with love. You send an email. Hey folks, it's been a great year. You send a stupid gif of your dog and you doing down dog as a boomerang. I don't know. Figure it out. Send them something fun. Celebrate, whatever that looks like for you. Thanks so much for being a part of my cooler in 2018. I've had a blast. I hope you have too. I can't wait to see you all back on the mat in 2019. You can go book your classes now. Please note, prices will go up in 2019. Have a great Christmas. See you all on the mat soon. Namaste. Your name. That's it. Own it. No icky, weird stuff. It's like anything. If you feel icky and weird about it, people feel icky and weird about it. Think of it. I was talking with a friend. <laughs> Actually, this was kind of fun. My friend and I, we were trying to see how much we could gross each other out by like icky and weird hands on assists. You know when you get like spider monkey hand for giving you the hands on assists? It doesn't, I mean, this is my friend, you know, who I know. And he does this creepy spider monkey hands on a fist, like just on my back. And I just wanted to run away. It's so disgusting and gross. I'll take a, I'll take a firm palm on my sacrum in down dog any day of the week. Yes, please. That feels awesome. But creepy spider monkey hands on it. And get the hell away from me. You know what I'm talking about. You know, when you've been in a, in a class and you get that like, oh, like get your freaking hands off me because I kind of want to vomit and I just kind of want to like take a shower. If you do a hands-on assist, that feels like that. People feel icky and weird. The same is true for talking about money. 
if you don't feel firm, and I'm talking like a firm, certain palm on the sacrum, if you don't feel like that about talking about your money, everyone else is going to be creeped out too, and they're going to want to run away. Um, I just wanted to like tell you that, um, look, I'm really sorry that, you know, um, I've, my kids are going into high school and uh, they cost more and, and I've got to get them new shoes and new uniforms. And so I'm really sorry, but um, I'm going to put like a pound 50 on my classes next year. Everyone's feeling weird about that. That's spider monkey hands on assist weird. But if you just say, folks, I've had such a great time teaching you this year. I really have loved watching your asana progress and how we've increased the time in meditation. We're going to be doing even more of that next year. Can't wait to see you back. Please note prices are going up, pound 50 across the board. They're going to be awesome as per usual. See you next year. That is a firm palm on the sacrum. Do you get my analogy? No weirdness, nothing icky, confidence. And unattachment to people's responses to that situation. Now, here's the cool thing that you can do, like I said in the email today, to make raising your rates fun for everybody. Fun for everybody. Let people have a deal. People love deals. A deal at the end of the year, a deal between Christmas and New Year, people are freaking all over that. Think about it. I don't know where, look, I'm not a Christmas person, but I have been in the past, and I vividly remember this moment, Boxing Day. So that's the 26th of December, sitting on the sofa, watching, I think we have like competitive ballroom dancing. That was a thing in my family that we didn't do that. We would watch it on the TV. Why? Because it was kind of weird (laughs) and fun, but also because we were in a food coma And we just spent the past day fighting with each other and feeling pissed off at the gifts that we'd all received from each other. That's real. That's what Christmas looks like. It's 35 freaking degrees, which is what? Into the hundreds? I don't know. But it's hot. It's hot. We're all hungover. We've eaten too much. We've said things to each other that we kind of wish we hadn't said. And now we're watching ballroom, competitive ballroom dancing. That's what the day after Christmas looks like for many Australian households. Now, like I said, this was a while ago, so there was no smartphones back in the day. But now, add into the mix, people just sitting on their phones trying to not talk to each other. Oh, my gosh, Auntie, Auntie Joyce is here and she wants to raise that thing that happened 20 years ago. And man, get me out of here. When are they leaving again? That's what people are doing. People are doing that. I can't believe he bought me hazelnut chocolates. Doesn't he know after 15 years of being married that I freaking hate hazelnuts? That's what people are doing on Boxing that. And they're on the phones and they're thinking, something's got to give. I cannot do this again. I will not be feeling like this in 12 months' time. They're looking for some way to alleviate their suffering. I'm being, I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm being somewhat hyperbo- hyperbolic this morning. Forgive me. But you take my point. Then they scroll on on Facebook and they see, oh, hang on. Here's, here's a yoga thing. Here is Katya who I went and had a massage with a couple of months back, telling me that for the next seven days I can get 2018 pricing on her four-pack Ayurvedic massage. And But then it's going up and, oh, hang on a second. What, this is a, I can save myself 20 quid and put four massages into, the, into my self-care bank now while I'm sitting here feeling crappy about myself? You bet I'm going to buy that. That feels amazing, right? People like a deal. Send out an email. Happy New Year, folks. Hope you've got something gorgeous planned for the 31st. Before you jump off into lighting sparklers and clinking glasses, why not collect yourself 
four private yoga classes with me at the 2018 prices. Think about it. You can start off January with your own personal practice. I'll help you figure out what asana can you do every day without feeling like you're scurrying around for time and starting out the workday feeling energized and grounded all for whatever, whatever, give them your deal. Here's the link or here's the coupon code. Please note this price is only available until January 1, where we're, and then we'll be elevating to the 2019 prices. Fun. People feel like they're getting a deal. Or maybe they get a bonus. Sign up before the end of the year and you'll receive an eye pillow or uh, my guided meditation, 30-minute yoga nidra on a, on a USB stick or whatever. No one has that anymore. But you know what I mean? <laughs> on a laser disc, Amy, wake up. This is a great time to do something really beautiful for your students and make your price increases be fun and playful. So, folks, let me take it from the top. We're coming to the end of the year. You have a business. It is very, very common for businesses to put up the prices in a new year. Take advantage of that. If you have some sneaking suspicion that you're undercharging, and here's how you know, right, because <laughs> I saw this in my client's face <laughs> when we were having our intensive yesterday, I said to her, so how much does it cost to come to your class? And I saw in her face that moment of fear when she knew she was going to have to tell me how much she was charging. This is the filter. If you think you would be scared to confess to me how much you charge, you know that you are undercharging, right? Give, give it the Amy filter. If I had to tell Amy this, oh, my God, I would feel so – I would be sweating if I had to tell Amy how much my Ayurvedic consultation was. I would be sweating if I had to tell Amy how much my private yoga was. I would really be sweating bullets if I had to tell Amy how much I was charging for my weekend retreat. If you're nervous about talking to me about how much you charge, that is the test for if you're undercharging. If you feel that way, great news. Gorgeous one. It is the time. It is the time to raise your rates and it gets to be fun and playful and you get to be completely unattached to people's responses. I've had people stop me in the supermarket while I've got an armful of toilet paper, right? Like Really, there are times when you just want to be left alone. I've got, a, I've got a, well, you know, you know what I'm talking about. When you've got those things in the trolley that you just kind of don't want to share with your students. I've been stopped in the supermarket when people say, I'd love to come to your classes, but they're just too expensive. Okay, I'm just not the right yoga teacher for you. Because actually I know that that's what, on a prana level, that's what my classes are worth in an energy exchange. And if you don't want that, that you don't want to show up at that level, I probably don't want you in my class. Now, this is a different conversation, folks, for letting people come free and giving concessions and all of those good things. I am a true believer in all of that. That's another podcast. I'm talking about generally the people who show up to take yoga with you who don't need those concessions or discounts or whatever. Like if they don't want to pay, if they don't want to pay that level, you probably don't want them to come. And that's okay. Unattached. Unattached. Not taking it personally. Sorry about the cockatoos this morning. It's going to be a hot day, I think. They're going crazy. So that's your job. Think about it. Is it time to put up the prices? Likely the, the answer to that is yes. And then how can you be so in love with what you have to offer that you feel great talking about it? And then you can tell everybody the prices are going up without feeling attached to the outcome. 
I get it. It feels vulnerable. It's like Amy doing yoga in tight pants for the first time. The first time I wore like yoga pants that were leggings, I felt, I felt like really scared. That wasn't that long ago. I, like the, and now, and now it's just like that's what you just—that's just what you wear. But I get it. I get what it's like to feel really vulnerable and put yourself out there and say, "Hey, prices are going up, but uh, good news—you still got two weeks to uh, book in some massages, book in some treatments, book in some one-to-ones. Get on my retreat, join my teacher training at the old pricing. Get on it, folks. Otherwise, I'll see you in 2019. Don't worry. If you pay the higher rates, it's still totally going to be worth it. Have that conversation. Start to practice. Feel into the power of that. I'm excited for you. Shoot me an email or DM me on Insta if you're taking my raise your rate challenge. Catherine says that she has raised the prices for her yoga classes for her kids, but she's but she's stuck on her women's classes that are happening in her house. I didn't know you were doing that, Catherine. Man, lucky those women that get to come to your to, to your classes. She says, I have had no bad reactions to my price increase because I'm always happy about sharing the reasons. I also give some early birds for the next year for people who are booking in. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Catherine also says, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is the best ever. Catherine also says that she also has the Boxing Day ballroom dancing marathon. You know, what is it? I think it's the fake tan and the way that those women sort of like smiled like they had it, their smile hairsprayed. But it was good shit, wasn't it, Catherine? Do they still do it? Can you still watch ballroom dancing? I might just have to YouTube ballroom dancing at my nana's to rekindle the fire. So fun. All right, folks. It's been super fun talking with you. Um, Rebecca, I haven't said hello to you yet. Hey, Rebecca. Uh, Thanks for joining me live, or if you're on the if you're on the recording, listening in on Apple Podcasts. Awesome to have you here. Uh, type me a review or subscribe if you're a regular listener, regular listener on the podcast. That's really helpful for my business. Um, and just uh, a reminder: if you want to come hang out with me on my national tour, so far we have confirmed the dates for Perth, Sydney, and Canberra, but Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Byron Bay are imminent. Uh, and you can find all of that stuff at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash yoga teacher immersion. Tickets are on sale now. Tickets are 97 bucks, and you can bring a friend for free. So excited about that. And have great fun in February uh, all over the place, except Melbourne, I think, is just at the very, very end of Jan, but we haven't got the, the details to book that. You can book Perth, Sydney, and Canberra right now, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash yoga teacher immersion. Folks, if things are going to get cray-cray for you next week and you're taking time out, going camping, whatever people do that don't live in summer, Christmas, um, I might not see you next week, but have a fantastic Christmas if that's a thing that you do. Enjoy it. Um, Catherine says there's no more ballroom dancing on Boxing Day. Bummer. Oh, well. I think I'll be on the road on Boxing Day, so I'll have to download myself a new I Escaped a Yoga Cult audiobook. Can't get me enough of those. Want to know what to get me for Christmas? That. (laughs) Love it. Take care, everybody. Good luck. You got this with putting up your prices. You can do it. Yoga's worth it. Let me know. DM me on Insta or shoot me an email. I want to hear from you. Congratulate you. Um, I know how scary it can feel, but I promise you got this. Yoga's worth it. You're worth it. Catherine says, have a great Christmas. See you soon in Thailand. Sawadee Catherine, can't wait. Bye, everybody. Take care. (laughs) 
I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.